Hi, this is Jonathan Marks, and welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review podcast. This week, I review the book Africa's Business Revolution, How to Succeed in the World's Next Big Growth Market, written by Acha Leke, Mutsa Chironga, and George DeVoe. While this book is a few years old now, published in 2018, the gist of the message remains relevant and important, even if the stories and I would guess some of the data may now be a little out of date. I have a real passion for books about Africa that have a positive message. Not that I'm immune to the challenges on the continent, just that I think Africa gets more than its fair share of negative press, and so when the occasional book pops up with a good news story like this, it's a little like finding $100 stuffed into a jacket that you haven't worn in a while. And this book is just such a book. The authors, all at one point McKinsey consultants, have written the book based on their collective experience and observation of business on the continent. At first blush, I assumed that this was just another calling card type book, where authors write with the sole intent of the book being an extension of their marketing efforts for their consultancy work. And while the book may well have yielded that for the writing team, I think that this book goes much further. The book offers a nuanced and positive treatise that not only makes a case for Africa, but offers a roadmap, however basic, for growing and expanding a business on the continent. The first part of the book, entitled A Giant Awakes, is filled with statistics, many known to us who live here in Africa, but I would guess this data is a surprise for those not familiar with the African success story. For example, there are 1.2 billion people on the African continent, and this is expected to double by 2050. Business and consumer spending is expected to grow to $5.6 trillion by 2025. The land mass of Africa is three times that of Europe. In fact, you can fit China, North America and most of Western Europe into the African continent. By 2030, there will be 89 cities with over 1 million people. And at the time of writing this book, there were 122 million active mobile phone users on the continent. This is just a sampling of the data, plenty more is detailed in the book, but along with this data are wonderful success stories of African companies like MTN, Dangote, ShopRite and Ethiopian Airlines, and many multinationals who have made inroads into the continent and become embedded here, such as Total, SAB Miller and Coca-Cola. The authors make reference to the kinds of business groups that have emerged here, similar to those that we see in Asia and parts of South America. Business groups often emerge where there are institutional gaps, and these groups provide the resources and structure to their member companies to overcome these gaps. In Korea, these are called chaibols, and in Latin America, grupos. Here in Africa, at least according to the authors, they are boobabs. I really love this term, and I think it immediately conjures up this network of companies and connections. The authors suggest that there are five key trends, their big five, encapsulating opportunity on the African continent. And I think it's worth sharing these here in the podcast, as along with the trends, which are listed in the infographic, by the way, are a caveat making clear that business here in Africa is not always simple. So here we go. Number one, a fast growing, rapidly urbanized population with rising spending power. But with average income still low by Western standards and high levels of economic inequality. Number two, a trillion dollar opportunity to industrialize Africa, both to meet rising domestic demand 
and to create a bridgehead into global export markets, provided manufacturers can overcome a myriad of barriers ranging from power outages to trade barriers to productivity challenges. Number three, a big push by governments and the private sector to close Africa's infrastructure gap, including those in electricity, transport and water, although it will be a huge challenge to resolve the massive backlog. Number four, continued resource abundance in agriculture, mining and oil and gas, with rising innovation and investment in these sectors unlocking new food production, energy and wealth for Africa. But, just like manufacturers, companies in these sectors must overcome steep barriers to realise their potential. And finally, five, the rapid adoption of mobile and digital technologies that could leapfrog Africa past many obstacles to growth, provided companies can marshal the investment funding and technical talent needed to overcome historic underdevelopment and achieve scale. Each of these trends are explained in greater detail with wonderful examples from across the continent. I particularly liked how the authors dug up different and interesting cases and didn't just stick with the few well-known examples that are known to us all. The following section of the book offers a strategic guide, boldly titled How to Win in Africa. The strategic guide is centered on four strategies, and I've detailed them as follows. Number one, map your Africa strategy. In other words, have a plan up front with clear growth targets that prioritize your markets, and mostly those markets that matter, and show not only how you will achieve scale and relevance, but how you'll build the ecosystem you need to thrive. Number two, innovate your business model. And this means creating products and services that fulfill unmet needs in Africa, developed because of truly engaging with customers. Learning how to harness technology to unleash innovation will not only drive costs down, but ultimately support a much lower price point. Number three, build resilience for the long term. Thus, take a long-term view and ride out the short-term volatility. Companies will need to diversify with a balanced portfolio and integrate their value chain and ultimately gain a much deeper understanding of local context, particularly government. And finally, four, unleash Africa's talent. This is about creating talent strategies and vocational training opportunities, and particularly harnessing the power of inclusion, especially the advancement of women. And that's pretty much the book. It's a wonderful and quick read, and to my mind is a perfectly written business book. It's published by Harvard Business School Press, and it's clear that these people know how to commission and edit a business book. It's written in clear and non-technical language, it's logically structured, and has the right balance of a little bit of theory with great tools and cases. You can easily read this while waiting for your next flight, and will arrive informed and excited about the opportunities on the African continent. Well, thanks so much for listening to this short podcast. Once again, I thoroughly endorse this book, and I really encourage you, if you either live in Africa or involved in business in Africa, that you acquire and read this book. In the week ahead, I'm reading the book The Fail-Safe Startup by Tom Eisenman, in fact, a professor at Harvard Business School. So please do look out for that review next Tuesday. Other than that, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And for those who are listening in South Africa, I wish you all a peaceful, beautiful, and very conscious Women's Day. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. <music>